In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI. I, as always, am your host, Officer Mark Smarks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime fighting, Assistant District Attorney Erwin Michael Keith Fabe. Um, for those new around here, I always like to start with a brief rundown on the layout of the show. Every week we present a couple booking scenarios for the other to book. Uh, we don't discuss these uh, in advance, so our answers are going to be entirely off the cup and unrehearsed. This week, though, we have a very special guest witness, the host of Real Talk Radio, available on Anchor and many other platforms, Justin LeBlanc. Justin, tell us a bit about yourself. How's it going? How's it going, guys? I am the guest witness, and uh, my name is Justin. As uh, he alluded to, it is Real Talk Radio. You can check all that out at realtalkradio.ca and on Anchor and so on and so forth. If you like, uh, you know, just movie talk, news talk, wrestling talk, all kinds of talk, that's where you will get it. But I am excited to get this uh, going over here and uh, excited to see what you guys have brought to the table tonight. <laughs> awesome. Well, Or to the courtroom, whichever <laughs> how we want to do it. Yes, the courtroom, the jury, I don't know. We kind of play it by ear on this. But so... um. <laughs> Last week, DA Fave challenged me first, so I will start this time. Uh, DA Fabe, your challenge. Oh, this. Your challenge to create the next faction for either AEW or NXT, your choice. The next, like a separate faction from what already yes. exists. Yes, a, a totally new faction. Like AEW right now, you really only have two full factions. You've got the Elite, and you've got the Inner Circle. Well, what's the S- got... What's SCU? I mean, SCU's. S- That's a team. You could you could say it's maybe a faction, but it's really a tag team. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, but, but you could, you could argue that it's a faction. So let's say there's three, right? NXT has the Undisputed Era. And by the SCU rules, you'd have, uh, the Forgotten Sons. Okay. And, and that's kind of about it for NXT right now. Wow. Um, and you and I have... Well, yeah, I was kind of trying to think of more, but at the moment, I mean, I guess uh, Shayna Baszler has her two friends, but they don't have really a name other than three out of horse. the four horsewomen of MMA, mm. but not all four of them. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. And and holding up the three fingers just doesn't look as impressive as four fingers, so I don't know. Um, there's not a weak link if you don't have a pinky there, you know, so. True. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I, 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 I love this concept, um, and I'm going to go straight with, um, you got to go straight to the leader, I think. I'm going to go straight for uh, Velveteen Dream as the leader, and I think we're going to call them the Dreamers, um, which just makes obvious sense, in my opinion, um, in terms of names. Uh, Velveteen Dream is is as charismatic as anybody I can think of on the NXT roster um, right now, um, and I I think because I know that you were probably hoping I was going with Finn Balor as the leader of one. Um, however, I think that I think that because OC exists or or the previous Bullet Club exists, you can't really go there. So. Um, I will go with Velveteen Dream as the leader. Uh, factions kind of imply at least three or four people. So um, I think we have to throw in a tag team. Um, and I don't know who I would do as the tag team. Uh, or you could just make it up, essentially. Not necessarily have a tag team, but have two uh, people you would like to see paired together, maybe? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if anybody gets eccentric enough for that. So hold on, I'm gonna look at the NXT <laughs> roster right now. Um, NXT uh, roster. I mean, off the top of my head, the the closest that would get that eccentric would be Brizango. Oh, that's gold right there. Absolutely, we're. I, I love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm stealing <laughs> it from you. Thank you for making it easy on me. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be Brizango. Brizango, Velveteen Dream, um, and you know, actually, I really, I really, really like the idea of throwing uh, throwing Keith Lee in there for some reason. It's kind of the muscle. He's not really all that eccentric, but. Uh, <laughs> He's definitely the bodyguard, the muscle, for definitely sure. Definitely fits the muscle, that's for sure. Um, and the stuff he can do in the ring. It, he also gives you a segment for struggle for control later on. Because as we all know, that's how factions have to end, is there's a struggle for control in some way, shape, or form. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to say Keith Lee, um, who's finding himself so he's i.e. the Batista of the group in terms of if you were comparing it to Evolution Um, Brizango uh, I love that man that's fantastic good play and then uh, Velveteen Dream as the chief creator of of said group Um, and eventually Keith Lee turning on Velveteen Dream as the way to move Velveteen Dream up to the main roster and put Keith Lee into the eventual um, spotlight for the NXT Championship. So that's where I'm going. That's that's my booking for that. Probably wasn't as long as we needed it to be, but um, am I supposed to do more with that or no? Well, that's all I really, really kind of had, had thoughts of was just that. I did really quickly think of, but there is another uh, faction in NXT that we uh, haven't uh, that we didn't think of. Um, it's technically an NXT UK faction, but Imperium, who have been appearing right. on NXT <laughs> recently, which is Walter, uh, Alexander Wolf, uh, and then um, I'm totally blanking on their names right now. Yeah, um, won't even be able to help you out. Uh, oh, those man, are my go-tos. I, I'm this busy is at three o'clock. Google is yeah, I apologize. <laughs> Not to mention I'm a domestic DA. I don't cross the pond. Yeah, well, that's the deal. Is That's part of why they didn't come to my uh, my thoughts at first, because I was like, they're really in NXT UK, but they've been on the NXT product this last couple of weeks. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. That's right. There we oh, go. That was going to bug me if I could get that figured out. But... Um, but so, I mean, that, that's technically another, uh, another stable, another faction that we could talk about, but, but yeah, you know, I think NXT was the smart way to go with that just because it doesn't have enough factions right now. And, uh, DA Fabe and I have talked at length multiple times over the last few years about how, uh, factions, uh, are very important in wrestling and, and, uh, uh, you know, kind of the cornerstone. I mean, you look back at all the the biggest times in in wrestling; they were all led by different factions, right? Whether you're going back to the '80s with the Four Horsemen, the '90s with the NWO, and then DX coming up and the Clay Nation of Domination. Nation of Domination, exactly. Uh, I love those faction wars back then. Thank you to our chief, our our guest witness. Those mm-hmm. faction wars with uh, DOA and Nation of Domination. Um, that little segment, there was three of them. It was DOA, Nation of Domination. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. I think Heart it was... Heart Foundation, uh, no? I, I remember there was something Savio, between the Heart Foundation Savio, and Nation. I thought Savio Vega had a group. Oh, wow. I know he... I feel like he might have. But maybe not. I, I've been wrong before. So, anyway... <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, those faction wars that we got in the nineties, is something we really miss quite a bit now. Um, mm-hmm. we don't even have like a corporate ministry anymore. So, 
I mean, the last faction that I could think of, aside from the ones that are out now, that really made an impact was Evolution. Yeah, I would say Evolution was the last. And OC is not like, doing much compared to what they should be doing. No. So. I don't know what they're doing with the OC at all, actually. <laughs> I, um, slowly turning them into droppers and making it like we don't care about them. Yeah. You have one of the top five wrestlers in the world and you're going to job him out? Ugh, come on. Well, one of the top five tag teams in the world. I mean, uh, I know in my previous talks with Justin and my talks with DA Fabe over the years that uh, neither of you really followed New Japan uh, closely. Mm. And I didn't really follow it, follow it. But when I started to get into it, I looked up Gallows and Anderson um, in their pre-Bullet Club, you know, stuff, in their Bullet Club stuff, uh, and and they're just phenomenal. They're so good, and uh, and then they become jobbers in the WWE, and that's really sad. So, yeah, I would imagine that any NJPW match that they did would have been better than any WWE match that they have done. Yes, for well, sure. I don't know that stems from just having their hands tied or being older or both, you know? Um, I, I, I'll tell you, I can't see Luke Gallows doing a Hurricane Rana. Um, no. But he was always... Awesome. <laughs> yeah. He was always the power of the group. You you let Carl Anderson do do the flip-de-doos and, and, and Gallows would come in and destroy people. Uh, and that's part of why they worked. And, and in the Bullet Club, they were, they were the muscle... And it worked so well. And, and it worked really well when you had Finn Balor at the time, Prince Devitt, as the leader. Because, uh, you know, here's this little guy leading this group of big men who could yeah. beat your ass. So, yeah. But, but so, no, I think you created a pretty good faction. Uh, a brilliant choice to put Rizango in there. Um, yeah. I, would, I, would have... I don't know where it came from, bro. <laughs> ah, Just I would have never thought head. of it. <laughs> Boom! Picked it out of the air. It was great. Yeah, totally, totally off the cuff. I do think a different name could be used, though. The Dreamers. That's very. I mean, I get why you chose it, Velveteen Dream, and so on. A tad cheesy, but I mean, I can't think of one either. So well, it's, it's, we are talking about a WWE here. So yeah. valid point. Cheesy and you are eating of... cheesy puffs. Yeah. yeah. And, well, I do love my cheesy. <laughs> Let's be honest, if they created the faction and then Velveteen Dream got called up to the main roster, they'd probably just call him Dream anyways. Or That's or true. Velvet. Because they always cut names. I, I hope, though, honestly, Velveteen Dream just stays in NXT where he is. I don't want to see him go to the main roster because they're just going to job him out. Well, and I think, I so. think that's the the part of moving NXT the USA network that maybe they didn't think through enough because as of now I don't see any reason any of those wrestlers would want to move to the main roster period yeah, they have they have merchandise exposure exposure they have um, you know public television instead of instead of having to be on the network yeah I mean as a whole yeah. Economically, by the by, the crowd as the most legitimate of the three WWE shows. Uh, the show that if you like wrestling, that's the one you choose to watch. I mean, we talked about it last week, and if if you could only choose to watch wrestling from one day out of the week, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and you but you had to pick one of those days. You could only watch shows that aired on that day. Wednesday would be the day you'd choose, hands oh, down. Yeah. Yep. That's valid, yep. That's very um, valid. Like, I'd give up Raw and I'd give up SmackDown right now, but I would not give up NXT and AEW. It's as simple as that, so. Um, but no, I think that was a good, good faction, good way to kick this off. So let's move on to booking case number two. DA Fabe, what do you got for me? I am going to give you, um, so we talked to actually, uh, you and I talked a little bit off, 
out of the courtroom about how Wednesday is the strongest, which we just mentioned in the courtroom here. Um, I really, I really want to see you strip the draping of gold. I want you to fantasy book how you remove all the gold from Undisputed Era. Oh, I thought we were going to be nice this week. That's not that. I've been way more vicious in the past. You've been way more vicious, but I like the Undisputed Era so much. I don't want them to to lose any of the gold. Um, Lose something. To be fair, just be in Vince's mind. Yeah. Well, that's the deal. That's most likely what he's probably thinking. It's going to happen. No doubt about it. Um, uh, It's just I don't want it to happen. And so... (laughs) um, Well, I mean, I think the easiest thing would be we've got this uh, phenomenal match coming up here uh, this week, I think, that's going to be... Dominic Dijak. Yep, Dijakovic and Keith Lee and uh, Roderick Strong in a three-way for the uh, North American title. And I think the easiest way there, you get the title off Roderick by putting it on one of those two big hosses. Um, you know, you couldn't go wrong either way. A lot of people are, are really impressed with Keith Lee. I've been a Dijakovic fan since uh, he had a better name in Dominic Dijak um, and didn't have this stupid extra couple syllables put on the end of it. So I would probably put the title on him, but that's me. Um, so then you've got Roddy with no title. Um, I think what this leads to is kind of what you um, alluded to as a power struggle. At this point, Roddy is like, well, I had the North American title um, and I don't anymore. And you used to have the American title, Adam Cole, and then you didn't. And now you've got the world title. And that's what I want. And so Roddy maybe gets booted out of the group because of this or maybe starts to say I want to take over the group and and lead the two uh lead them against Adam Cole. So then we've got some phenomenal Adam Cole versus Roderick Strong matches. Mm, um that'd be interesting. I, I think you can stretch that out over over a couple months easily, you know, maybe even two pay-per-views, two takeovers where you know you've got it uh you know in one uh, one takeover that leads to a conclusive like uh, a clean victory but a victory in in the way that gives Roderick Strong still an argument that he needs another shot like uh you know the rest of the undisputed era comes out looks like they're going to interfere but doesn't but causes enough of a distraction that Adam Cole can hit the shining wizard and and get the victory and retain but leading up to the next pay-per-view where uh, Roderick is able to get his victory, maybe they set it up in a as a ladder match or something like that. So uh, Roderick, uh, now no longer in the Undisputed Era, uh, can pick up the victory and get that world title. Um, the toughest one, to be perfectly honest, because I Adam Cole is so good that he doesn't need a title to be... I mean, he's he's that smarmy heel that you don't want to like, but you like. And so as he uh, struggles to try to get a title, it's just as much fun to watch. So I don't have a problem with him not having one. Um, it's The toughest one is taking the uh, title off uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Because they are just so good as champions. Um and and right now I just don't know if there's another tag team in NXT that I'm like 100% sold on that could take the titles off of them. You know what I mean? Um, because in Brizango. terms of there's Brizango, no, and they're not <laughs> the ones that I have take off. Uh, you've got um, the forgotten oh, Street Profits are no longer there, right? They're officially Street. raw. They're no longer doing anything in NXT. Yeah. They're they're officially out of NXT. They would okay. have been the easiest ones to go with. Um, sure. You know, we don't 
could well, have a demotion too. You could. Um, I I was just trying to think here. We we don't often hear of like um, Finn Balor in a tag team. So I'm just trying to think if there's a good tag team partner for Finn Balor to create his own like alternative faction or tag team to go after uh the Balor dream Balor dream oh no uh, I know uh, I I know how I'm I going put to it, I'd put DIY I'd, I'd put all three of them together that's that was actually going to be my other faction just the yeah. most dominant faction in the world Balor and DIY uh, yeah, that would be that good would be cool. um but you know I I think I've decided that just just to piss off DA Fabe right now, it's going to be Finn Balor and Matt Riddle, and they're oh. going to be called the Demon Bros. Shut up! <laughs> I hate Matt Riddle. Uh, He's such an amazing wrestler, though. You cannot hate him. <laughs> uh, DA Fabe does hate him. His, his 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 promos his um. Yeah, they're uh, they just and he delivers I mean, them well too, and that's what really ticks me off because they're just garbage. <laughs> they're well delivered garbage, and I hate it. Uh, but that uh, ultimately might be a decent tag team, though. To be honest, like regardless uh, of how you, fantastic. yeah, yeah. So the the Demon Bros against Redragon, uh, that would be a phenomenal set of matches. I I think could be could be fun and and then you know this way you 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 give uh you know Finn Balor a a, a a venue that's not going after the the title the top title um and allow him to build himself back up as as part of a big team maybe have some phenomenal matches against DIY if you if you get them back together um and and potentially with just these big names in it help build up that tag team division again because I'm just noticing it's uh, it is pretty weak right now in NXT. Mm-hmm. Usually, I mean we know WWE doesn't value tag teams very much, so um, so that plays into it. I mean I guess the only other tag team that would be fun to put together just to fantasy book another tag team uh, would be to come out of the these uh, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic matches with them forming an alliance and becoming the most dominant tag team ever. Um, two big well, guys all, uh, like that. You're talking all uh, like uh, Natty and Lacey this week. Oh, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna throw garbage at me, I'm gonna throw garbage back at you. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not talking about uh, Natty anymore. Didn't you hear last week? She gets a pass. She gets a pass. Lacey, Lacey Evans, however. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think that's how I would probably do it there. Because um, that you didn't go the Randy Orton route um, with with uh, Cole, say, losing the title just naturally to, say, Tommaso Ciampa or Finn Balor or any of the other people that are going to, that, that they're building that, that feud with and Roderick Strong picking it back up via via some type of number one contendership match. Um, they don't really have, like, the Royal Rumble for them, but or NXT, but you know, I, I'm surprised you didn't go that route. That was a really good throw off on that one because Triple H didn't have the title. Yeah, I, well, I like I like the idea of Roderick manning up and being like, "I'm tired of being your whipping boy." You know, I want that title and I'm going to go after it. Um, and in fairness, it might be at least slightly influenced by um, the podcast I listened to earlier this week. It was uh, Matt Coon's total engagement. He does a segment every week called uh, the the best angle ever, and this week's one was going back to uh, when uh, Sting joined and then out of the 
uh, in his feud with Ric Flair, um, where he became good friends with Ric Flair. Ric Flair was a face, became really good friends. The Four Horsemen joined up. Uh, so you had Ole and Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and Sting as an official member. Sting then won a shot at the world title and uh, thought everything was cool and that Ric Flair was fine with them going at this and they were great friends because they were in the Four Horsemen together. And then uh, on an episode, uh, this was before they had Nitro, but uh, Ole and Arn and Rick and Sting come out to the ring and they, they form kind of a circle around Sting and they say, we wanted to do this in front of the whole world so everyone knew this, but Sting, you're not one of the four horsemen anymore. And it's because you chose to go after this title. Uh, Ric Flair talked us into this. We give you one hour, or we give you two hours till the end of this uh, clash of champions, till the end of this show to uh, renounce your, your shot at this belt, or we're gonna beat the living tar out of you. And then Sting stood up to him and it was gonna lead to uh, a big match at the next pay-per-view um where sting would have won the world title but then he blew his knee out and so they had to push that back like six months uh but he eventually won the title but so that might have been in my head a bit because it's really kind of mirroring that feud a bit there Mm. the the member of this group who was uh the latest member to show up because i mean you remember undisputed era existed before uh roderick he was brought in when bobby fish went out injured um, and then yep. when Bobby Fish came oh, right. back, he kind of became like this fourth wheel, third wheel member sort of a thing. Mm. Uh, and so just having it play like, you know, he finally feels like he was never truly the member. He was just the fill in. And, but now he wants that that shot. So I think that's how yeah. I probably would have gone with it. Our witness. Sorry, say that again. Any changes you'd make, Justin? Uh, so the only ch- I really like the thing is in terms of the undisputed era losing the belts. In that case, I do think if any one of them would lose the belt, it would be an implosion within the team. So. In order for that to happen, which I don't want to happen, then I think the Undisputed Era would just be finished completely. Not one person leaving, but it would maybe be split in two. So we might get the faction and then actually two tag teams out of that. But I really like Undisputed Era and I don't see them doing that. I don't want to see them do that because they are just a phenomenal stable. And as we just alluded to, there's not many stables out there. So, no. you know, no, they need to be together for a while. And I really am excited if they do something. You know what? I would think, because Finn Balor now is going after the title, right? Essentially, when he went and said, I am NXT, and he did that right in Adam Cole's face. So yeah. he's most likely going for the championship, I assume. Right. Yeah, we'll mo- know more at the end of tomorrow night because he's, he's going to be back. Um, in full sale uh, to to kind of tell. I mean, they were definitely hinting that he was going after the title, but then again, at the end of that episode, they also had Champa return and right. flat out say, "I'm going after the title. I want Goldie back." So we'll find out for certain tomorrow. I would expect that it's going to end up being at least some sort of triple threat for the title. Um, Adam Cole and Champa and and Finn Balor for it, which gives them a way to take the title off Adam Cole without him losing it and put it on someone else and set up a new fresh feud. Um, although, in fairness, we haven't seen an Adam Cole versus Champa feud. Um, True. So, uh, who knows? I, I mean, it's have... exciting. Yeah, no, that would be... We haven't seen that, so that would be very exciting to do if they do do that feud. But then I had a crazy idea. We're talking fantasy here. Um, well, it could actually happen in reality anyways. What if Finn Balor were to actually come up with a staple? And then Finn Balor's staple would go after the Undisputed Era and essentially 
take all their titles, thus still leaving the Undisputed Era as a team. Now, granted, this would be over months. We could definitely still see that, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But with Al Chapo, like, it wouldn't be with Al Capo being in Finn. Like, I would love to see Finn Balor and Al Capo work together. But just given the fact that he mentioned he was going after the title, Triple Threat does actually seem, it definitely seems more likely they'd go that way. But I would have liked to have seen Finn Balor lead a stable with Al Capo and whoever else they could think of, I guess. Uh-huh. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, but we need more staples, though. That's ultimately what it lies down uh, to, because NXT barely has any, and Finn Balor making a stable, another, I guess, original club or original club version two, if you will, club version two, or something. Um, I mean, they trademarked the name Balor Club a long time ago, so they could just go with that. They could just go with that. That's true. Um. I'm just kind of looking through the the NXT roster to see if if I were to put together a four man stable with Finn Balor, who would I definitely choose? And and you know I Matt Riddle's it's so there. tough. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> yeah, Matt Riddle definitely. He's definitely um, there. Um, right. You know I I would love to see you know. Uh, Dijakovic would be fun in a stable, but yeah, he just doesn't have a character thing. Um, I I am a huge fan of Angel Garza. Uh, I think he's phenomenal, and and to put him in a stable where he can be kind of the uh, uh, the the color, the out there guy. Um, Finn Balor can go back to his ro- real rock and roller gimmick. Um, that would be fun. I don't know. There's a lot of ways yeah. they could get over. So is Umbuto Kur- Kurio is main roster, right? He's yeah. now officially main uh, roster, yes. He okay. just fought Seth Rollins in a pretty decent match, I guess. Yeah. I was, just didn't know if it was, it was the actual game that yeah. he's on that roster. Yeah, he was officially chosen by Raw on the second day of the draft when he was on the first day draft pool and shouldn't have been available. <sighs> <laughs> um, yeah. if, if he'd have stayed down in NXT though you could have had him and Angel Garza uh, start a a group uh, because they're cousins in real life and that would be all sorts of fun why didn't NXT get anybody? Raw and Smackdown traded but NXT like now that you're building NXT as this brand and it's live on a network and so on and so forth. Why wouldn't they just put NXT into the mix so they can also get people? We saw Finn Balor go there just on his own accord. So uh, uh, I don't know. If if I were to bet money, I'd put hard money that it was uh, Triple H saying, hey, I'm gonna put my foot down on this. I like my crew as we have right now. I don't want you guys stealing all my good people and leaving us with you know, leftovers. I like who we have here. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if, if, like I said earlier, if a lot of the wrestlers on NXT were like, nah, I don't I don't want to go to main roster. Right. Keep me here. I mean, if you're Rick Bugs, right, you know that you're not going to uh, go anywhere on the main roster. You want to stay in NXT where you can come out and be your crazy air-guitaring self and, and be loved by the fans. <laughs> You know, if you're uh, uh, Danny Birch, you know, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch work so well together as a tag team and they know they go up to the main roster, they're not going to do anything. So, anyway. Well, well, I mean, we saw Street Profits leave. Yeah. I I think... Profits is a character that that works anywhere. Uh, Whereas, we've seen what Vince does with, with... boisterous characters beyond you know um I, good no example is finn Balor. no way jose um i mean sadly if velveteen dream went up to the main roster he would be the next no way jose definitely uh, for sure far too good of a performer to be regulated that way adam rose is the same way the rosebuds and adam rose um well Braun we had never developed Right. We mentioned Breezango earlier. That's it. Tyler Breeze. He did nothing yeah. in the main roster. And then mm-hmm. goes back to NXT. 
bam, he's good because he was created in NXT. People loved him before, went to the main roster, did nothing besides study fashion. Yeah. Well, they they didn't know what to do with them. They have no idea, no imagination. I'm I've been convinced, and and this will come up on one of our wrestling booking unit podcasts sometime. I'm convinced that uh, Vince McMahon doesn't actually like wrestling. He likes money, and he makes his money off wrestling, but he doesn't like wrestling, and therefore he doesn't really follow wrestling. You know what I mean? And so the characters that make wrestling good are not in his wheelhouse and he doesn't care about I'd or agree the only that. episodic I think maybe the only episodic shows he watches is cartoons that don't actually have a storyline sequence so this <laughs> week this week we have the Ninja Turtles facing Shredder and next week we'll just have the Ninja Turtles face Shredder under different circumstances again and then the next week we'll have Ninja Turtles against a known super, or super villain and then it'll be back to Shredder because we don't need to tell a story here. We just need the Ninja Turtles on TV. And I really feel like that's I'd be down with that. <laughs> or or maybe he he just set his DVR to record every episode of something, but it didn't record them in any order. So it's like, you know, all of Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, but just randomly. Um, and he's like, well, that's how you tell a good story. I don't know who this Quark guy is who just showed up from another show, but brilliant. I like it. I like <laughs> it. That's good, S-word. Okay. Well, we've had a couple good ones, and we've gone off on a nice little tangent. But and now I think it's time for our witness to challenge one or both of us to uh, a booking something. So, what do you got for us? Alright, so it's a little bit of a it's fantasy after all, but I, I think it would still be interesting to see what you both would think. Let's be fair, let's give uh, both of you guys an opportunity to speak on the situation. So, you're given an ultimate super... A match, one match supercard to define the ultimate undisputed champion. You have a pick between NXT to represent the NXT brand, someone to represent the WWE on either Raw or SmackDown, and you have AEW. If you want to add ROH in there, you certainly can. I don't follow ROH too much. Um... But if you had to pick one wrestler to uh, to support the not to support, but to uh, be the face of that brand, and the winner becomes the ultimate brand, if you will, which wrestler would you pick for each brand to face off? And just to make it more wrestling oriented, what stipulation would you put? Uh, essentially, yeah, it's up to you how you'd want to do it. If you want to add like ROH or not, or if you just want Raw, SmackDown, or AEW, you know what? Screw ROH. Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. So yeah, no, still four. Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. Winner is the ultimate brand, and all the other federations leave. Okay, okay. so this is an ultimate winner take all. Winner take all, be all end all. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and answer for Officer Smarks. I'm gonna wholeheartedly agree with him on this one. Finn Balor's the face of NXT. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hands down. Longest reigning you know, of all time. The only the only other option would have been Champa. And we're not gonna do Champa. So I could have maybe made an argument for good Gargano, um, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I'm gonna throw in uh, Balor, uh, I, I, I apparently have to use current rosters, so I can't like have Hulk Hogan be Raw, which would be awesome, but it wouldn't. It's not gonna happen. Um, the Fiend. You can throw him in there. He'll get beat, uh, but you'll throw him in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say the Fiend for for SmackDown because he's on SmackDown right now. Okay. Which means I really don't have a very very good option on Raw as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ. Uh, AJ needs to knock off Seth. I'm just, I'm Seth is, I don't have the Seth love that Vince has, whatever it is. 
Um, I like him. I just, I just don't love him. Did you feel the same way about Seth before the Hell in a Cell match, or have you always yeah, felt? No, I, I, I felt that way about. I felt that way about Seth as long as I felt that way about Roman. Um, okay. The, the it, it was a ruined faction that could have been really, really good, and ended up just been really, really ugly. Um, so I'm gonna have it be the Fiend. I'm gonna have it be AJ. I'm going to have it be um, Finn Balor. And I think I'm going to go on a limb here because I get to make whoever I want be the AEW champion out of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have it be Darby Allen. Because I really, really like Darby Allen a lot. <laughs> um, He's great. He puts on crazy awesome matches. And so... Um, not to mention that gives us two charismatic, um, traditional wrestler style wrestlers, um, you know, the, the best of the world mentality wrestlers, and it gives us two dark, mysterious wrestlers. And so, um, I would love to see, um, you know, the fiend kick out a coffin drop. Um, I'd love to reach around, like... As soon as the coffin drop hits, he reaches around and does the does the uh, mandible claw. I think that pulls those two out of that match eventually and attacking each other throughout the arena. And I think we end up with an AJ Styles win over Finn Balor. Sorry, Officer Smarks, but that's how I'm going. Hey, this so- this is fantasy booking. You know, you can. You can do whatever you want, regardless of how unlikely it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Raw is your winner, then? Uh, yeah, Raw's my winner, even though I don't want it to be Raw. But um, I think the entertainment of that story, though, mm, ends yeah, up being I the like Dar- Darby Allen and Fiend, uh, hands down. Um, but a- AJ is probably the most underutilized wrestler right now in the world, with the exception of having the Miz be face for whatever reason. Anybody else notice in his interview this week that he said, you have to keep, ch- you have to change your outfit to draw attention to yourself. You got a haircut. You got to get a haircut to draw attention to yourself. <laughs> I was like, what? That's you. That's literally yeah. you is like, <laughs> Hey, he dresses nice though. Okay. You cannot knock the guy how he it's dresses so though. This guy's always spot float. on. Except for his ring attire, which is a, yeah, a weird, cloak, Indiana, weird, yeah, weird Pope cloak with a with a Naruto <laughs> bandana and stupid sunglasses, uh, and and the funny thing is, it doesn't even fit his gimmick. He's the Hollywood A lister. No one in Hollywood dresses like that. It's it's just, anyways. Um, I mean, I'm gonna get started on my I, version of this. I almost spit out a cheese ball. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to get started on mine. But first, I'm going to point out how much self-control I had by not making a joke about you saying a reach around earlier. Because <laughs> cause that was just an open net, and I chose to let it go. Yeah, as soon uh, as I said it, I was like, this is getting targeted right here. <laughs> you reach around. Okay. Um <laughs> Well, it's going to sound uh, pretty silly for me to say, uh, but I would do Finn Balor as the face of NXT just because of all the things that, that uh, he said. Uh, also, in uh, full disclosure, I am a total Finn Balor mark. I love Finn Balor. I loved him from Prince Devitt. I love him in NXT. I, I, I hated how he was treated in WWE uh, main roster. I'm glad he's back down there. I hope... I hope they give him a chance to be a badass like he was in New Japan down there. So, so NXT is Finn Balor. From Raw, that makes it a little tougher. And um, to be perfectly honest, since this is fantasy booking, um, I might go a little bit off the beaten path uh, for who would represent Raw. Because like you say, it's tough. I'm a Seth Rollins fan, but he's way better as a heel 
and they haven't had him as that recently, so that's not nearly as much fun. Um, and so I am gonna go uh, with Alistair Black. Uh, officially part of the Raw roster. Um, well, really needs hey. to uh, come up. Uh, so you could have him end up as, as the champion there. Um, and then that gives you some matches that we never got to see uh, in terms of Finn Balor and, and Aleister Black in the same ring. That would be uh, awesome. Yeah. Which would be an absolutely banger of a match. Um, going to SmackDown. Oh, jeez. Who would I choose from SmackDown? I mean, it's tough not to say The Fiend because he would be Ali. the top. Uh, Ali would be fun. That would be a banger of a match to put those three together. I'm just thinking of the matchup. To represent SmackDown, yeah. I don't know, but I'm just thinking of the matchup. Um, <laughs> I I think, unfortunately, the part of my brain that uh, does try to think like Vince says, well, if we're talking about dominance in the thing, it's got to be Roman Reigns, right? <laughs> uh, Jesus. So, so it probably would be Roman Reigns from SmackDown. Um, I just hold think up, that... Hold up, hold up. Mark this day on the calendar. We're not only... Are you saying Roman Reigns for a positive push? But you're not only saying that. You're saying he's your choice as the best SmackDown has to offer? I'm saying he is the choice that would be made. Maybe not the absolute best, but once again, we're booking this as in terms of of what would happen, and and that just makes the most sense to me. It also I brings most eyes to the front. in your ear right now, but go on. I'm gonna listen. No, <laughs> no. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not gonna win. That's for certain. Oh. He is not going to win. <laughs> Um, and then from AEW, it's tough because there's part of my brain that says, if, if only for the pop that it would get, Cody uh, would be the choice. Uh, just from a standpoint, Cody finally standing up to his former company and, and all of that. But, you know, John Moxley would be a good choice for much the same reason. But it's got to be Kenny. It's got to be Omega. Mm-hmm. Um so then you've got a fatal four-way. You've got Finn Balor, uh, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, and uh, oh, Alistair Black. That's right. Alistair, right. That's it. True. Yes, Alistair. So, so, uh, so with with Finn Balor, Alistair Black. Uh, Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega all in one ring. Uh, that would be a banger of a match in every every extent of the world. And I think and that at this point anyone listening would probably call me an AEW mark, but you'd have to have Kenny win that match in the end. Um, I think if you set it up as an elimination match, it makes for a ton of fun. Um, and you know, when you have all these things, put in an elimination match in a cage. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. And then, yeah. And then you have, you know, you have it start off. Uh, uh, Alistair Black can be the first eliminated, but you know, we're still talking 20 minutes into the match before we get that first elimination. Um, Roman Reigns probably eliminated second. Um, leading up to the final showdown, the both former members, former leaders of the Bullet Club, uh, Finn Balor, Finn Balor versus Kenny Omega, facing off with Kenny nice. Omega getting the victory in the end. Which How also get it? V Trigger, one winged angel, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way he gets a line. <laughs> that is the winning combination. Those, yeah. like, I, sitting at home watching a Kenny Omega match when he hits a V trigger on someone who uh, on the ropes there, I feel it in my in my chest. I'm like, oh, that looks like it hurts so bad. So it's got to be that. 
you know, you you could have this whole thing where it looks like Finn Balor is going to get the win. He goes up for uh, the the coup de gray, coup de grace, whatever they want to call it. Uh, and and Kenny rolls out of the way. He rolls through. Kenny gets up, hits him with the V trigger. One winged angel. One, two, three. Winner and and last man standing. Last company standing. Ooh, AEW. Best in the world. That's probably how I would do it. I guess. I don't know. The only the only thing I would change is how the match actually ended. He's about to do the coup de gras. Kenny Omega gets up, gets him into the V trigger, and then boom, one, two, three. I think that would be a nice little ending. But I like your elimination cage. That's pretty awesome. Did you have a stipulation, by the way, or it was just a regular match for you? Uh, no, I didn't have any special, any nothing special. Just a regular match. Um, yeah, just your everyday. I I don't need it in a cage because you know. Here's the deal. Uh, AJ's the best in the world anywhere he is. So whether well, he's in a cage, cage. Uh, <laughs> that's well, you put it in a cage, there'd probably just be a so referee stoppage. We picked the exact same. <laughs> so all three leaders of the Bullet Club have been selected that are in in domestic in North American wrestling right now. That's pretty impressive to say the least. Um, it says a lot for what the Bullet Club has been in the past. Um, and you mentioned the fourth leader. You almost went with Cody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in fairness, Cody was never really the leader. He just kind of went part of the Bullet the Club, leadership, but he was part yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was part of it, but not the leader. Yeah, exactly. So, but so you totally redeemed yourself with Kenny Omega over uh, over um, after Roman Reigns. Like I, I gotta give you props. I was only going with Darby because he was so good a week and a half ago. Oh, and and that's the problem is like Darby's so good, but just looking at the AEW roster, like you could have made an argument for Cody. You could have made an argument for Darby. Uh, you could you could legitimately make an argument for a Joey Janela or a Jimmy Havoc if you wanted to. Uh, you've got John Moxley, right? Um, Kenny Omega, Adam Page. Uh, <clears throat> Huh? Yeah, Adam Page. You could. Oh, I mean, you could. You could be only ever to represent the band. I don't know. I mean, you could even argue Pentagon uh, if you wanted to, and then mm. there are still okay. half a dozen wrestlers in AEW that we haven't really seen wrestle. Like Wardlow, haven't seen him wrestle yet. We haven't seen Luchasaurus do a singles match and won't for a while now, unfortunately. Well, he was injured, though. Mm-hmm. I've seen Orange Cassidy in one of these matches. Yeah. Uh, and see, we we can't put Orange Cassidy in this because he would just kill everyone. Oh, yeah. That's Those slow kicks are Canadian vicious. Destroy- slow motion Canadian destroyer on everybody. <laughs> um, well, it did. I don't know if it came through or not, but uh, we have to consider there's only been one AEW champion. Mm-hmm. And... That's obviously not other than Chris Jericho. So you have to kind of consider that as a champion. He's a stud. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's so many ways you could go with with AEW. I mean, and not saying, you know, we've talked before that WWE probably top to bottom, you know, has has the greatest roster in professional wrestling right now. Because like you said, AJ Styles, um, some you could make an argument for Bobby Lashley. He hasn't been handled very well currently in WWE, but he's a phenomenal talent and he he looks like a monster. Drew McIntyre would definitely be in at least the conversation. Uh, Kevin Owens would be in the conversation. Randy Orton, you mentioned earlier, Rey Mysterio would be someone to to think about. Samoa Joe, Seth mm. Rollins, and I haven't even gotten all the way through the Raw roster. Then you get down to SmackDown, and you know you've got Kofi Kingston, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, Ricochet, Ali. Yeah. Um, uh, Cain I mean, Velasquez. Cain Velasquez. Luke Harper. Jesus. Uh, you know, and these are all people. Shinsuke Nakamura could be at least in that conversation. 
And then NXT, you know, we both went straight to Finn Balor. But, I mean, legitimately, Adam Cole would be in that uh, our conversation, which which would have fit the Bullet Club mold as well. Uh, Johnny Gargano, yep. uh, you know. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of people that would fit that. Um, but but that's probably the way I would do it, so. Oh. I am curious who your current best in the world is, Justin. Uh, oh, okay. So for Raw... I would actually have to go with Seth Rollins because honestly, uh, like him or hate him, he's a phenomenal wrestler. Yes, he is better when he's heel. Uh, his face talking is just ridiculous, but he's just a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, then I'm saying phenomenal. Then I'm thinking AJ Styles. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm sticking with Seth. Seth has taken Raw. For SmackDown, so so for SmackDown, you know what? SmackDown, where? Hmm. Because if I have Seth Rollins, you know what? I'm giving Bray Wyatt to SmackDown, so we actually continue the Seth Rollins Bray Wyatt food since we're talking about a brand ultimate. Um, ultimate best in the world. So we have Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. For NXT, we are going to be putting. I'm I'm giving it to uh, I'm giving it to uh, Johnny Gargano actually to go for NXT. Cool. I like it. And then ah, Finn Balor. Yeah, Johnny Gargano is my choice. Um, and then in terms of for AE Dubs. I got to go with uh, Joey Janela. And then... So it, it's I had to add, why Janela? I really... I just find he's very hardcore. So he would actually do good with Bray Wyatt, I feel. He would... He would... You know, he would do good with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Because Joey yeah. Janela is a hardcore wrestler, but he also can hang with the best of them. I've seen a lot of his other matches outside of a, a few of his matches outside of AEW and I just like his style. So I think having those four wrestlers in that actual match would be just entertaining for the fans and how we would have it basically go down is we would have ultimately see but then I don't see Joey Janela actually winning and I think ultimately AEW would essentially take over but in that case, I'm going actually with Gargano, ultimately taking the ultimate brand sweep. It would be Gargano versus Seth Rollins at the end. And uh, Gargano would take it. I just can't figure out the finish at the moment, unfortunately. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm huge on Gargano, so... Yeah, I would go. I would go with that, and NXT would be the ultimate uh, brand in that case. You know, I mean, it's the fun thing with the fantasy booking is is you can make an argument for any one of these being uh, the way to go, and so that's that's part of what's so fun about it. Um, I was just thinking how um, in a triple but, cage, by the way, guys. Since we're doing fantasy, it's going to be the triple cage of hell, like they did in Ready to Rumble. No, yeah. So it'd be in a triple cage of hell, and it would be winner. Basically, the winner goes to the top of uh, the triple cage and ultimately gets the ultimate undisputed brand title, if you will, just to add a little spice to it. Well, then I think I figured out how you uh, get Joey Janela out of the match, though. You have him get up to the top of the second cage, and then David Arquette's there, and Joey Janela decides. <laughs> to dive off the top of the second uh, cage to take David Arquette out. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> because well, he's he's a legitimate threat, David Arquette is. I mean, he, he won that WWE himself. championship, guys. He yeah. won that championship. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, I, I would like to point out how... Uh, 
much restraint it did take for me to not book it to be Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins in the end. Because uh, mm-hmm. D.A. Fabe and I have had this conversation um, recently. Uh, it came to me. I was I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about uh, Kenny Omega's current heel uh, gimmick that he's been doing on Being the Elite where uh, he talks a lot of smack about uh, NXT wrestlers, calls them uh, dark match wrestlers or developmental talent, and he's going to be the main event and all of this. And I, I just had this epiphany, and I was like, that character, Kenny Omega's character is Seth Rollins' Twitter feed. That's mm. his character. Is he's, is he's taking this whole thing from Seth Rollins' Twitter feed. I'm the best in the world. You guys can hang with me. Yada, 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 yada. And he's turning it into his own character. So to have uh, Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins in the end was was an open goal that I chose not to take. But... And it very well might actually happen because we just saw Kenny Omega talk about, or Seth Rollins actually mentioning uh for kenny omega to face him at wrestlemania once he's done with the minor leagues right (laughs) so and if you know if you were vince russo's son you would ultimately believe they're all in cahoots so who knows what's uh what's possibly might happen for wrestlemania and if they are in fact all in cahoots you got your dream match right there yeah well i mean we've got tna coming back for one night only so Maybe it'll all happen in TNA. Matt, that's why I don't know if Seth Rollins would be able to go, but we never know. One night only. Why not? Yeah. One night only. Did you, did you hear about that, DA Fabe? Yeah, They I announced did. that Impact for one night only, WrestleMania weekend, will be TNA again. Yeah, I, I heard about it. I'll be it's clearly not interested. impressed. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm gonna pay Is Hogan gonna be there or something? Are we gonna have Hogan and and and, uh, and Kurt Angle and the whole you know main event mafia there or something? Uh, I, to, so far, they haven't really announced anything. They did send an invitation over Twitter to the Young Bucks um, and Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, saying, hey, come wrestle for us on this one night. Um, whether that happens or not, who knows. I would, I would, It would get me to turn on TNA Wrestling, though. Oh, and, you just uh, want to see MCM back together. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Love me some Motor City Machine Guns. Well, we've talked now for about an hour about these fantasy uh, situations that will probably never, ever, ever happen. Uh, But it's tons of fun to always do. Um, But I think that's going to bring us to an end for this episode. Uh, As always, uh, like, share, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you use. uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify uh tune in you look for us we're probably on that stitcher everywhere um you can always follow us on twitter i am at raw and order wbu da fabe is i don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) at d-a-i-m-k fabe f-a-b-e um which spells out at dame k fabe Dame oh. Cave, babe. Do you enjoy that that much? You really do, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. And then, and I don't know, Justin, you on Twitter? Can they follow I'm you? Definitely, I'm definitely on Twitter. Twitter, you can definitely follow me on my personal Twitter at, at JLB420. I am in Canada, so it is legal to smoke here anywhere. So I, at JLB420. Um, and then my Real Talk radio podcast uh, um, is just at Real Talk Radio 8 on Twitter. 
on Twitter. Um, and then, like I say, always, um, since we use Anchor.fm to uh, produce these podcasts and distribute them, uh, there are some great ways that you can interact with us on Anchor.fm. You can go there and you can leave us a voice message, at which point we can use it on this show. Um, so you can send us your own fantasy booking challenge. Um, or for our other show, you can send us your own wrestling crime. Um, and then uh, you can always click that little support button on Anchor.fm and send a little money our way. It definitely helps us to improve our sound quality, improve our uh, production schedule and all of that stuff uh, to get these better. Um, so, um, you know, that's a great way to, to support uh, your favorite little podcasts. Um, and I'm sure... Uh, Justin, you can do pretty much the same things for his podcast. Yeah, exactly. Anchor.fm, same kind of deal. It's on Spotify, so on. Uh, there's a there's a there's a donate button on the RealTalkRadio.ca website. It's all going to be going towards better quality for audio and video. And always give us, you know, your suggestions on what you want to hear and what you like, because ultimately these 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 podcasts are for you. So, and we want to make sure you enjoy listening to them. So, by all means, yep. Awesome. Awesome. But that'll do us for today. Um, as always, tune in later this week. We will have a new episode of the Wrestling Booking Unit up later. Uh, go check out Justin's Real Talk Radio uh, podcast and, and uh, let him know that you heard him here. Um, but we will close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute this week and we will see you soon.